Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Get your full value from start to finish with Ilanco. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host for today's episode Joining me in the podcast studios today is Dr. Alan Young. Dr. Young is the founder of MedGene Labs and is their chief science officer. Uh, Alan is also a professor at South Dakota State University in the Veterinary and Biomedical Sciences Department. Alan, thank you very much for being gracious with your time and joining us here today. Um, I, I gave uh, some titles for you, but why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your background, your educational experiences, that sort of stuff. Sure. Thanks, Clayton. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, I am what's called a comparative immunologist by training. Uh, Canadian originally. Hopefully the accent doesn't throw anybody. I uh, did my PhD in immunology through the University of Toronto, working on large animal models for human diseases. Uh, spent about five or six years over in Europe working on development of the ruminant immune system and figuring out how B cells work and where they come from. Uh, and then at, after a brief uh, time spent on the East Coast. I ended up at uh, South Dakota State University, and I've been here at SDSU since 2001. Uh, worked for about 10 years on mad cow disease, but then we started doing work on foreign animal disease vaccines in conjunction with uh, some other researchers at Kansas State University and others, and founded MedGene Labs really based on that technology in 2011. Um, uh, we've been working on these vaccine technologies for over a decade now, but we've really been focused on the swine industry as well as the particular pathway that you use for prescription vaccines since about 2017, 2018, um, and then grown substantially since gaining our license. So uh, that that's pretty much my history. I always tell everybody as a comparative immunologist, what that means is that I have a very broad-based interest. If it's got uh, fins, feathers, or feet, I've probably done something with it. We've got a lot of opportunities, obviously, in the pig industry, and you know, you mentioned rabbits and other species. Every company's got kind of vision and mission. Talk to us a little bit about MedGene and what are the goals of MedGene? What do you, what do you want people to know about MedGene? And in, in five to ten years, what do you want people to think of MedGene? I guess the answer to that really goes back into in, into the history of where we started, and so as people are probably aware. Um, we are founded as a slightly different company under the prescription platform guidelines that the USDA introduced. Uh, probably the, the best comparison of that is what we've seen happen with the COVID vaccines over the course of COVID and the human side. But what it really is, is very similar um, in what we're trying to do for animal health as a whole. All of these are based out of the PED epidemic that happened um, in the mid 2013, 2014, when PED struck, obviously, the swine industry, and the USDA was very effective at realizing, in conjunction with some companies at the time like Harris, uh, that 
they needed to look at how the pathways work for vaccines. The A lot of people don't realize that prior to the, the platform guidelines, the last time they updated the USDA guidelines was 1983, which was before I started university. And so it hadn't really kept up with the science. So what they recognized is that the science had changed. We knew a lot more about how vaccines worked. We knew a lot more about how to make effective vaccines, and they needed to update the regulatory pathways. So the, the big difference with prescription and, and platform vaccines is that we're able to, to use decades worth of background science and, and built technology to rapidly develop safe killed vaccine products on a subunit platform that really is a little bit different than anything else that was out there. And the, the primary advantage being that we can rapidly get something into market. Um, quite honestly, when we started this, I was doing foreign animal disease vaccines. And that really, for me, is the illustration of the effectiveness of this. We're in a situation now where we could see classical swine fever, for example, strike the United States. And under the regulatory guidelines that the USDA currently has in place, we can be prepared for that event in advance of it ever showing up. And we can have um, countermeasures available much more rapidly. We don't have to do a five or a seven year um, licensing plan. We can have them out the door within a matter of weeks or even month or months um, and therefore be prepared in advance. Now, I've talked about foreign animal diseases. There are clearly controls around the use of this, these technologies for foreign animal diseases. But the same thing applies for emerging diseases and changing diseases that are not necessarily FADs. Um, new strains of rotavirus, new strains of influenza virus, things like that, we can address very rapidly using these, um, these tools that they've given us through the prescription guidelines. What you're talking about sounds a lot like Operation Warp Speed, right? That was the goal of blowing through all the regulatory, um, for lack of a better term, bureaucracy, right? If, if, you yes. like, if you like it, it's governance. If you don't like it, it's bureaucracy. Um, but trying to work through those things in an approval process, uh, not in wartime, right? Not wait till you have COVID, then have to do Operation Warp, Warp Speed, but put those processes in place to get the approval to allow you to create novel vaccine solutions for, to your point, foreign animal disease uh, or an emerging disease that's not a foreign animal disease. Am, am, am I making a decent comparison there? You are. The one thing I would add is, um, <laughs> to be a little careful here, I don't do anything I'm not supposed to, but the, the one thing I would add is Operation Warp Speed got that first vaccine out very quickly. What we're dealing with now is even though the boosters are very effective against the Omicron variant, everybody knows the Omicron variant's now gone. We're dealing with BA 5.1, we're dealing with the new ones. The USDA regulations allow us to adapt so quickly that we could be adapting to what's going on now um, rather than having that eight month or 10 month lag time that it is unfortunately there currently for the, US, uh, for the human vaccine market. So we actually use technology that's available now. We track um, basically in real time, the development of new strains, new viruses, things that we're seeing. And when we've decided that it's warranted because of a change in something, we can update that vaccine immediately um, and have it prepared should that become a problem. Yeah. So that you're, you're absolutely right. It's similar to Operation Warp Speed if they'd gone one more step. Yep. 
Well, and you make a good point that the timelines are different um, because we're doing this through normal processes. Nobody has to rush through anything, right? Your, your approval process has been anything but short, I'm sure, and, and anything <laughs> um, and, and certainly very, very thorough, right? I'm, I don't think USDA is allowing you to skip any steps along the way. No, um, the, the process to get licensed and to have these available is focused on safety, safety and safety, as well as efficacy through that first approval. So we are required to go through all of the steps to get an initial license on any given product. So our initial license for the swine prescription platform vaccine is a fully licensed influenza vaccine, which is available, has gone through all of the regulatory pathways, all of the expense, um, and all of the, the characteristic requirements for a fully licensed product. The tweak for prescription vaccines is that they are necessarily using the exact same production process that is used for our licensed product. They have a demonstrated safety profile in the targeted species of interest. We currently have um, safety completed in um, two species, and we have a number of vaccines that are being used under emergency use authorization and multiple other species as well. So the, the USDA is really very focused on ensuring that these products are safe going out the door. Um, and so as a result of going through that full licensing pathway, all of the procedures that we use to make our vaccines are very similar to a fully licensed product. Now, the other side of those, and there's a, an excellent article in JAVMA from about two years ago that the USDA put out that details these. The, the other side of that is we are not permitted by the USDA regulations to claim any efficacy associated with this product. It doesn't mean they don't work. It means that we can't claim that we have protection against X. These, there is some similarity to the autogenous regulations in that sense. The difference being there does not have to be a direct link to the farm experiencing the difficulty to the actual agent. All we need is a sequence of that. We can make a vaccine and it can be distributed um, to any veterinarian who wishes to use it within the United States. Um, so there doesn't have to be that direct herd of origin linkage that you have with a metogenous product. Complete ventilation and farm management solutions from SCOV optimize your pig production. Having SCOV as a partner provides you with reliable, high-quality solutions. Visit scov.com for more information. Through continuous innovation, trusted solutions, and accountable insights, the Lawn Co. is invested in helping you achieve the full value of every decision. Their portfolio offers solutions to manage disease challenges, minimize variation, and mitigate mortality to optimize pig health. Well, thank you very much, um, Alan, for coming on the show today. And to our audience, thank you very much for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. If you have not visited our website, please go check it out, swinehealthblackbelt.com. Uh, look at our old catalog. We've had uh, some wonderful minds on the program in addition to Alan um, and, and really appreciate the support of everybody who listens to the podcast. Please do like and subscribe um, and make sure that you keep an eye out for our new episodes every Friday. Alan, thank you very much for being a part of the program and look forward to doing it again. See everybody next week. Thanks and have a great day. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.